Welcome back, everyone. It's Chip and it's Eric. We're reading through the Bible. Yes, Eric, and I know you're wondering, but we are reading uh, Job 1, 2, and 3, and oh. today is day 281. And I know you're wondering, mm -hmm. we are reading on location from the land of Uz. Yes, yeah, we traveled overnight. We just got here this morning, had some breakfast. Landed in Uz. Had some nice fig jam and, and some crackers. Yes, also yeah. I opened these just so you know. And some corn puffs. Yeah. Very good. They're the world's biggest bag or greatest bag for cheddar. like that. Yeah, the world's best cheddar corn puffs right here in front of us. All right. In the land of us. Well, since the church paid for us to be here in us, we yeah. ought to make the most of it. Absolutely. Let's, Let's do, do some it. reading. Okay. There once was a man named Job. Yes. <laughs> who lived in the land of us. Oh. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was, in fact, the richest person in that entire area. Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, Perhaps my children have sinned and have cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. Hmm. One day the members of the heavenly court came to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser, Satan, came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God, and he stays away from evil. Satan replied to the Lord, Yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. You've always put a wall of protection around him, and his home, and his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. Look how rich he is. But reach out and take everything away he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, you may test him, the Lord said to Satan. Do whatever you want with everything he possesses, but don't harm him physically. So Satan left the Lord's presence. One day, when Job's sons and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sab Sabians raided us. They stole all the animals and killed all the farmlands. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he'll still st while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I'm the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed, and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Job stood up, tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head, and he fell to the ground to worship. And he said this, I came naked from my mother's womb, I, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin by blaming God. One day, the members of the heavenly court came again to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser Satan came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Then the Lord asked Satan, 
Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil, and he has maintained his integrity even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, Skin for skin, a man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take, his, take away his health, and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence, and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, You talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy that he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their names were Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Namathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust in the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. At last, Job spoke, and he cursed the day of his birth. He said, Let the day of my birth be erased, and the night I was conceived. Let that day be turned into darkness. Let it be lost even to God on high, and let no light shine on it. Let the darkness and utter gloom claim that day for its own. Let a black cloud overshadow it, and let the darkness terrify it. Let that night be blotted off the calendar, never again to be counted among the days of the year, never again to appear among the months. Let that night be childless. Let it have no joy. Let those who are experts at cursing, whose cursing could rouse Leviathan, curse that day. Let its morning stars remain dark. Let it hope for light, but in vain. May it never see the morning light. Curse that day for failing to shut my mother's womb, for letting me be born to see all this trouble. Why wasn't I born dead? Why didn't I die as I came from the womb? Why was I laid on my mother's lap? Why did she nurse me at her breast? Had I lied at birth, I would now... Had I died at birth, I would now be at peace. I would be asleep and at rest. I would rest with the world's kings and prime ministers, whose great buildings now lie in ruins. I would rest with princes rich in gold, whose palaces were filled with silver. Why wasn't I buried like a stillborn child, like a baby who never lives to see the light? For in death the wicked cause no trouble, and the weary are at rest. Even captives are at ease in death, with no guards to curse them. Rich and poor are both there, and the slave is free from his master." Oh, why give light to those in misery and life to those who are bitter? They long for death and it won't come. They search for death more eagerly than for hidden treasure. They're filled with joy when they finally die and rejoice when they find the grave. Why is life given to those with no future, those God has surrounded with difficulties? I cannot eat for sighing. My groans pour out like water. What I always feared has, has happened to me. What I dreaded has come true. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest. Only trouble comes. And that is our reading today. And we read that Ooh, very sunny, wonderful reading today with two questions in mind. What's this tell us about God and what's this tell us about ourselves? So, Chip, what's this tell us about God? I don't know how to uh, say it, but I really like it. Where God, he was kind of like, he was like showing off Job a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, so I think... God likes it when we get it right, you know, and he was like, have you considered my servant Job? You know, have, have you looked at him? Like, he's, he's getting it right. Twice. And, yeah, twice. Yeah, and I always like um, to think, like, uh, I would hope, and, and uh, 
that you know, he would say that about me mm. and, and you, Eric, and, and others, you know. Have you considered my servant Eric or, or Chip or others out there that you're listening, you know, you know, we're, we're getting it right. We're, you know, and, and uh, we, you know, we can be tested and like Job, you know, um, come to the point where he's going to trust God, trust God regardless of what others say and what goes on in his life and, and follow him. But um, I guess, you know, God likes it when we get it right. I'll say it that way. And I would just challenge us to be the one that he would say that about, you know, and would commend for getting it right. Um, and, and not to get into heaven, but as I would talk to Christians here on this, as a, you know, as a believer, are we going to heaven? Making sure that we, we are faithful in our walk and uh, get things right uh, day in and day out. I'm just inundated with um, uh, messages from people and illustrations in our society of, of, of churches and, and then people that are getting it wrong. And by taking their eyes off of God's word. So I'm proud of you guys for listening to his word, reading his word, stick with his word, stick with the truth. Yep. And uh, that's when you get it right. When you stick with God's word, you live it out, you take it seriously. You take him at his word and you watch him do amazing things. And that doesn't mean you're going to um, be free of heartache. No, obviously um, not. Or pain or suffering. Right. Actually, that is the blessing. That is the favor of God. Mm-hmm. And many times he uses that to refine us and draw us near to him. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I long way to explain it, but I think God likes it when we get it right mm-hmm. and be that one that He would say, you know, have you considered my servant who's getting it right? I, mean, I think God wants to show us off, right? He doesn't want that's, us to be proud, yeah, but God it. wants to show, show us, us off. off. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's absolutely. Good. That's better way to say. It. Hey, mine's real simple. Um, no one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. And I think the simple truth is this: sometimes when we're hurting, maybe. Maybe the better lesson is when the people around us are hurting. Sometimes we just don't need to say anything, you know, and that is as much for me as for anyone else. Um, Man, sometimes the best thing you can do. See, his friends were great up until that point. They came from far and wide. Mm -hmm. They sat with him for seven days and they just kept it quiet. Mm -hmm. And if that could be the end of the book of Job, Mm -hmm. then his friends would walk away. Sounded great. Hmm. But Hmm. it's not. Yeah. So I just think, man, like uh, I was just talking to a friend recently within the past few weeks here, and he was, you know, kind of sharing with me some really hard stuff that he's going through. And I just simply said to him, I don't have words for you, but I'm here, you know, mm-hmm. and man, I that's the best I could do in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I could pray with him. I could be there for him, just sit with him, but I couldn't do anything else. I certainly had no wisdom to offer. And I wish the Job's friends had recognized that they had no wisdom to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes it's better just to keep your mouth shut and just yeah. hang out. Yeah. And people that are going through those times, they don't want to hear it. Yeah. They, they just don't. want you there. Yeah. Seriously. And you would want that too. Yep. You would just want me there, mm-hmm. you know. And and so I think we just put all this pressure on ourselves that we have to say something. If we don't say something, we're not being godly. Just being there be being godly for that person mm-hmm. and they don't want you to say they just want you there and to know that you're there and you can go get this or get that or take their kids or whatever yep. it is but just being present is what we're what we can do and if god wants us to say to him he'll give us the words to speak and, mm-hmm. and and we'll know but yeah i like that that's a good word you got it okay everybody well right. thanks for joining us today thank you guys chip has to go by two mm-hmm. so we got a jet we're jetting yeah we're jetting out of here and we got some Job to get through these next few weeks. But then we'll be hitting the New Testament. Yep.
So, All right. Excited. We're excited. Make sure you invite people to the New Testament. And we will be back with you tomorrow. Woohoo. Bye-bye.